Yeah. Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A Wiggins. That other side, we stay winning. Oh man, you know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah. Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Oh man, oh man, oh man, man, you know I had. Welcome back to the Racial Draft Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ford. Joined this week by no one yet again. Uh, it's another solo pod, uh, which means uh, we can get right to it. We can just get to changing the complexion of the comic book universe one draft pick at a time. And if this is your first episode, I apologize. Especially, I apologize because we're coming well, to the home stretch of the sixth season of the racial draft. We are into the dynasty draft. We are, um, you know, these are characters that get picked by their various delegations and they get to remain with those delegations into future seasons of the racial draft. And without further ado, uh, the first pick of the 11th out of 12 rounds of the racial draft, and that's the white delegation. Uh, not necessarily uh, first in time always, but sometimes first in our hearts but the white delegation came through with a strong pick right off the bat and that is julia carpenter formerly spider-woman currently madam webb and uh you know i think that's a fine pick obviously there is a madam webb movie uh on the horizon and uh she is rumored to be appearing or at, th at this point, it might have been confirmed uh, that she's going to appear in this movie and she's going to be played by uh, Sydney Sweeney, who's a very popular actress uh, based on her appearances on The White Lotus and also in, um, what's the other one? Sorry, <laughs> uh, in in um, Euphoria. So uh, yeah, people are looking forward to seeing her, uh, seeing how she brings that role to light. And, um, you know, for that reason, I would imagine that's why that pick got 100% approval rating. Um, and, you know, got approval rating for me as well. And, um, you know, as as always, these poll these picks uh, get corresponding polls. Uh, you can vote on those polls at racialdraft.com or on Twitter, uh, racialdraftpod. Uh, we will move on. Like I said, 100% approval. No issues with that. Second pick, perhaps a little bit more controversial, and that comes from the uh, Polynesian delegation. Uh, they drafted Eden Facey, uh, a.k.a. Manifold. Uh, I suppose what gets a little dicier here is that, uh, you know, he is uh, indigenous Australian, um, also known as Aboriginal. And, um, you know, not exactly the same as a uh, Polynesian, uh, especially in that part of the world. I know that that's a source of some contention. Um, and um, I suppose for that reason, that's why the appeal, the approval rating is, is uh, quite lacking. Um, th th as of right now, it's at 
0.5% approval with 25 strongly approving, 12.5 somewhat approving, 50% somewhat disapproving, and 12.5 strongly disapproving of a Polynesian manifold. Uh, there was also a fan cast. This is an actor that I'm not very familiar with. He is also a Polynesian Maori, and uh, his name is Blair Strang. Uh, yeah, the approval rating uh, for him is low as well at 40%. So, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, this is a character from kind of the, you know, Australasian region. But, uh, you know, Aboriginal, there aren't, there's not a lot of representation in that respect. And I suppose um, that is the source of the backlash there. Um, I will move on to the South Asian delegation who um, they, you know, they chose to sort of stay with, with what's already been established. Uh, ironically, uh, this is a character that it, that could be thought of as a successful racial draft in that uh, this is Kingo, who was traditionally depicted as uh, East Asian or at least Southeast Asian, um, but for the MCU was depicted as a South Asian, more specifically an Indian um, character. Uh, he acted in Bollywood and he was portrayed by Kumail Nanjani. Um, I think that that is kind of pushed this character more into the mainstream. And I think it's, you know, more likely that uh, people, when they think of Kingo, they think of him as South Asian. And, you know, that's kind of how, how the racial draft works in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, so I'm not surprised that the approval rating on this is pretty high. 88.9% approval rating as of now for South Asian Kingo. And uh, also, Similar uh, approval rating, 88.9, for the Camille Nanjani interpretation of the character. And I think that's probably uh, in, you know, in keeping in line with, with uh, the extent to which this drafting and this race bend, if you were, or if you will, sorry, uh, this race bend, um, you know, has, has sort of taken hold and been accepted. So, um, you know, also approves on the website at 100%. So yeah, I would say that going forward, this is a strong pickup for the South Asian delegation. And I think it's one that's going to continue to be reinforced and validated. So, you know, good on them. Uh, we will move ahead. One second, I think I accidentally uh, closed the window. Moving ahead to from the South Asian delegation to the Swanamena delegation. Now this one is a true race bend, uh, but bear with me here. So uh, I believe, I wanna say that the uh, version of this character uh, as drafted uh, is meant to be Iranian, yes, Iranian, but Iranian uh, from the UK. So Iranian, British, um, you know, and the, the character in question is Barbara Minerva, Barbara Minerva, AKA Cheetah. Uh, you know, part of her story, if you remember, is that she is a uh, affluent scientist. This is 
not the story from Wonder Woman 1984, but the story from the comics. Uh, she's an affluent scientist, uh, an archaeologist uh, who goes out to um, the jungles of Africa to retrieve uh, an ancient relic. And that relic ends up leading to her getting cheetah powers. Um, I would say that, you know, the the notion of her being perhaps, um, you know, too hung up in the affluence of it all and not hung up in the tradition of it all is one reason why, you know, generally speaking, uh, she, she does resonate as a white woman in a lot of respects. But I also think that the Britishness of her privilege can also be played out uh, here, um, even, you know, by a, an actress uh, of a North African, oh, sorry, not North African, but, uh, you know, uh, Iranian, uh, Southwest Asian uh, actress and a Southwest Asian depiction of her, because let's face it, um, often uh, when she becomes the more cheetah, uh, humanoid form, uh, the way that she's depicted is kind of similar uh, to a woman of color. So, you know, I think that there are a little bit more problematic elements anytime you have kind of a white woman who gets transformed and then gets coded as as uh, something other than white uh, in her um, co in the connotations behind this character. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I think that, I think that this was an interesting, an interesting way of, of, of kind of threading that, threading that needle. Uh, as of now, the approval rating for the pick though, is a, um, is sitting at 71.4% approval rating, uh, with six, with 57.1 strongly approving 14.3 somewhat approving 28.6 somewhat disapproving. Uh, the fan cast uh, is an actress, actress uh, who you may may have seen uh, in American um, television, uh, Catherine Bell, who is herself uh, Iranian British, and um, you know very often uh, is is white passing to a certain extent, you know, and I think that that's another element uh, could be another element of the character uh, that she is uh, somewhat white passing, and that kind of steeps her even further into her privilege as an affluent, uh, you know, family with maybe a lot, a little bit less uh, cultural literacy. Uh, and the approval rating for Catherine Bell, on the other hand, is at 80% as opposed to uh, the 71. So we progress. And, and like I said before, uh, you can you still still time for some of these characters uh, to cast your vote at either racialdraft.com or at racialdraftpod on Twitter. Uh, but we press ahead to the fifth pick of the of the round, and that is a character, uh, a fairly new character. And oh man, I was supposed to Google the pronunciation of the character. So give me a moment because I would hate to butcher. I would hate to butcher the pronunciation. Wait for it. Mm. 
I know this is terrible for uh <laughs> yeah, this is uh very bad for for podcasting. Uh unfortunately, I'd have to play it and I can't do that, so I'm just going to have to wing it. Uh her name is Sh- their sorry. Their name is uh Jente Zhao aka uh the I want to say the traveler in the uh, spirit world uh, DC comic. Uh, like I said before, uh, character is non-binary, goes by they, them, and uh, East Asian delegation, and they are East Asian. They are, in fact, uh, Chinese. So, yeah, this was a a racial drafting that is a defensive racial drafting uh, to preserve their East Asian identity. Um, Obviously this is an ongoing book that's still kind of working, um, working through its narrative. I believe it's a, sorry, I said ongoing, but I think it's a mini series, but um, like I said, still working through its narrative. It's not over yet. So go ahead and check out uh, whether on, you know, DC, uh, and your wherever you find your your floppy comics, uh, you can always buy them. You know the digitals, on, excuse me, on comics Comicsology or uh, the DC Universe Infinite. So that was a no free ad. Sorry, I apologize for all of that. But uh, <laughs> currently, eighty three point three percent approval rating for the pick, with all eighty three point three strongly approving and sixteen point seven somewhat disapproving. There was also a fan cast, uh, Poppy Lou, whose work I'm not familiar with, and their uh, 83.3% approval rating of that, with 50% strongly approved, 33.3% somewhat approved, and 167 somewhat disapprove. So, uh, you know, generally generally positive, but, I, you know, I'm always, as I've, as I've said before, when it's a defensive pick, when it's a to, to picking a character, particularly a character of color, uh, to remain as as they are, have been created, uh, it's always a little bit baffling when there is disapproval for that. So, uh, you know, I'll leave it to you, listeners, to try to vote this up. One hundred percent approval on the website. Apologize for that, but um, yeah, I leave it to you, listeners. Go ahead and and vote up Jante uh, Zhao for the East Southeast Asian delegation. The next pick comes from the multiracial delegation. This one, fairly controversial, uh, given that this is a character that is traditionally depicted as white, but it's also a character that has been race-bent before, and that is Eugene Flash Thompson. Uh, He was notably notably, uh, played by, oh, uh oh, I'm forgetting his name, notably played in the MCU by wait for it sorry listeners i'm doing it again i'm googling um, <laughs> yes tony revelori uh played him in the mcu i mean some of you might not know that uh tony revelori is south american uh he is brown um kind of not sure if they defined his ethnicity in the mcu i know that tony revelori has played uh east indian uh characters in the past um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of ambiguously brown and I would imagine that there's something 
to the idea of uh, Flash Thompson uh, being kind of ambiguously brown, but yet still kind of uh, perhaps more athletic than, um, you know, than Tony Revolori. No, no, no shade to Tony Revolori. Uh, but I think that, you know, so much of the narrative around Flash Thompson in the comics is him being not just a, you know, a bully type character, but kind of a, a star athlete who, uh, with the social status that comes along with that, that, you know, allows him to kind of lord that over uh, Peter Parker. And then later in life, uh, he becomes a soldier, goes off to war uh, in order to kind of extend that, that masculinity narrative. But when he, you know, suffers a uh, severe injury and becomes a, um, an amputee, um, you know, that's when he really goes through his journey and, and taking him along that journey towards becoming uh, Agent Venom, um, taking on the Venom symbiote, and then later um, evolving further into Agent Anti-Venom. And that's where he sits now. Uh, his relationship with uh, Peter Parker has been kind of repaired, uh, but a little fraught. Still a little fraught, but he's more—he's very much more of a comp, of a complicated character, and um, unfortunately, in my eyes, I think that Tony Revolori—it's um, kind of difficult to imagine him fully uh, fleshing out, uh, fleshing out that narrative um, of the the extended Flash Thompson narrative, and and I guess it's for that reason that the uh, you know it, even if we're kind of imagining uh flash thompson as a person of color i think that um you know someone who's a little bit more athletic is probably a better a better choice if you're going to really uh go the the agent venom route um there the fan the fan cast chosen here is uh evan joe uh evan jogia um who's multiracial uh he's played a lot of uh action roles in the past uh you know cops and soldiers and uh and the like so i mean this is right in his wheelhouse um and i and he's also played you know kind of uh earlier on i uh, played popular high school kids back in the day and in, in like the sort of cw vein of things um so you know i think he he can definitely kind of slip into that into that version you know to to the extent that this would represent a recasting of um, Flash Thompson, it would be a recasting that I think that isn't too visually different from uh, what Tony Revolori brought to light. Um, so I'm I'm into it. Um, it. Looks like right now the people are into it to the tune of eighty percent approval rating, and um, in a, one of the rare cases, uh, low higher rating for the pick than for the fan cast. Uh, the fan cast's approval is sitting at sixty six point seven percent. But um, yeah, overall, I like the idea. Uh, you know, I, I like that it still sort of preserves the idea of um, Flash Thompson as a person of color, while you know not um, you know, sort staying staying true to uh, his his arc uh, as more than just a Peter Parker antagonist. Um, so let's keep pressing ahead to. Another fairly new character, uh, Clayton Cortez, uh, a.k.a. Weapon H. Now, I know what you're thinking. Weapon H, isn't he the guy that's like half Wolverine, half Hulk? 
you know, a soldier that got subjected to experiments where they kind of hulked him out, but then they also gave him adamantium skeleton and claws. Um, do we really need another, like a Hulk Verine? And I say, yes, yes, we do. Yes, we do. And, you know, in much the same way that, uh, you know, Wolverine's story uh, through the lens of the Native American delegation, and that's the delegation that drafted uh, Clayton Cortez, uh, you know, talked about how, uh, you know, historically, uh, people of color in general, but specifically Native Americans, were subjected to dehumanizing uh, experiments. Um, the fact that this is someone who even served in the military, which is another uh, avenue that's that some uh, Native Americans uh, go through in order to kind of legitimize themselves in the eyes of um, the government, you know, to have him still be subjected to the experiments. Um, you know, I think it fits. I do. I do. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of his story that is yet to be written, but I think that um you know as of now he's depicted in a way that he very easily uh could be native american and um for that reason i think uh, i i do approve of the pick uh the people a little bit more mixed 75 percent approval rating for native american weapon Asian. i'm not sure how much of that is uh being unfamiliar with the character versus um really feeling like the character would be better suited as something other than native american but um, no fan casting here. And I should mention that 100% uh, approval on the website. Uh, we move on to the Black delegation. Uh, they've been playing it safe for the most part. And I, th and I think that this pick is, I think this pick's fairly safe as well. Uh, that would be Luke Fox. He of uh, the Fox family aka uh, his dad is Lucius Fox, longtime uh, CEO of Wayne Enterprises slash uh, tech mastermind who builds a lot of uh, a lot of Bruce Wayne's gadgets. Uh, so you know currently in the comics, he is Batwing and he is uh, you know he has access to his family's considerable wealth. Uh, but you know he has never really been, um, a subordinate to Bruce Wayne. Um, he's always kind of been part of the extended Bat family. Uh, and now, um, you know, there, I think there's an opportunity to tell, to tell uh, within the Fox family story, they've been really fleshing out those characters uh, in not his story per se, but in, um, in Tim Slash, you know, he goes by Jace Fox, uh, his his Batman narrative. Um, but I think that I think that there's room within uh, Batwing's story to also tell the story of the Fox family, uh, their estrangement and their relationship, you know, as peripherals or, per, you know, at the periphery of the Bat family. Um, so, yeah, obviously, this is an already black character being drafted to remain black uh, yet again. I am baffled at the low, low 75% approval rating uh, for for Luke Fox remaining black. Um, less less baffled by the fan cast because I myself am not a huge fan of the fan cast. Uh, this would be uh, Cameron Johnson who played Luke Fox uh, in the Batwoman 
uh, CW series. Uh, I think that I think that he's a good actor, and I think that the version of the character as as portrayed uh, on this in the series was maybe a little bit too much of a sidekick style character um, and didn't really put him um, at the center of the frame. And I think that his performance of Luke was that of a support character um, with he, even to the extent that he had his own narrative, it was a narrative kind of based around um, not being good enough or not being ready um, to take on the role of a hero. And, you know, I, th I think it did him, I think it did the character a disservice. Um, and I think that, you know, to the extent that uh, this actor is associated with this version of the character, um, I would prefer that a different actor uh, embody the character so that it wouldn't, uh, so that it wouldn't have the same baggage uh, as a CW character. But that's just my perspective on it. Um, Rise of Now, the approval rating uh, for Cameron Johnson sort of remaining in the Batwing role is at 60%, and that's 40% approval. Sorry, 40% strongly approve, 20% somewhat approve, and 40% somewhat disapprove. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, but as, you know, again, in terms of Luke Fox staying black, all aboard, and yeah, 100% on the website for that very proposition. That brings us to the Latinx delegation who picked a character from the Superman mythos. Um one of the more high profile, I would say, uh, you know, you've got Lex Luthor, and then you've got, in a lot of ways, the number two might be Zod. That's the pick. The uh, Latinx delegation chose to make Zod a Latino. And I got to be honest, I, I don't mind it. I think it's kind of cool. I think that, um, you know, if you think about, and, and, and admit, admittedly, this is a little bit of a trope a little tropey, but, you know, Zod is basically a military leader who would like to um, have a coup and it, and try to coup in Krypton, try to, um, you know, install a military dictatorship and, um, you know, like it or not, that's a, a trope and that's a, a thing that has happened uh, throughout South America um, and I think it would not be difficult to imagine Zod kind of um, taking on some of the aesthetics and the trappings of a Central American or South American dictator in his um, in in our understanding of the character and being played uh, by a um, or sort of being depicted rather uh, just a better way of saying it being depicted by a uh, South or Central American actor um, in bringing that character to, to life. Obviously that hasn't been the case in previous incarnations. Um, there was a, there is a version of him in Young Justice where he's black. So, you know, there's precedent for him as a person of color. I believe he's also black in the Krypton television series. Um, but, you know, there's, there's definitely room. There's definitely room for a Latino Zod um and and yeah i'm here for it the people are seem to be here for it as well as they're at 83.3 sorry 83.4 uh, percent approval rating 
with a 66.7 strongly approve and 16.7 somewhat approve and uh 16.6 uh somewhat disapprove but um yeah i mean again go ahead and cast your vote there's still time uh racialdraft.com and racialdraftpod on twitter and uh, 100% approval on the website i should have mentioned that and that brings us to the final pick of the 11th round of the racial draft. Uh, this one, I don't mind it. I think that this is a character who very well might be, um, while not, you know, while not officially confirmed in the canon, could easily be, uh, and this is the Jewish delegation, and Silver Sable, a.k.a., well, sorry, Silver Sable is her AKA, but her real name is Sevilja Sablanova. Um, you know, she's from a kind of uh, a fictitious Eastern European country. Um, I Simkara, I believe, is the name of the country. Um, I think that, you know, I think that her family could be of, um, you know, despite the fact that they're a ruling country, there could be a Jewish in her in her background um i think that particularly with respect to um how she's depicted and how she's portrayed um as both an heiress uh with a lot of flash and a lot of style but also with a sort of hard nosedness to her you know i think that i think that she could totally work as a uh jewish character um, so yeah, I've got no issues as of now, the draft pick has 100% approval rating and, uh, the fan cast is, uh, an Israeli model. Um, as we know, uh, you know, there's a compulsory military service. So presumably this, uh, model has, has also served and she, I think she's also done kickbox. I think she's a, I think she's a kickboxer as well as a model. Uh, that would be Bar Paley or Pali. Um, and there's 100% approval for that casting as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's a uh, Silver Sable. Definitely could 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 be seen. Uh, you know, could fit within the parameters of the of the character. And you know, when that's the case, when there's that wiggle room for their representation, uh, it's all the more reason that that it should happen. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I, uh, concur with the, the voting public who are on overwhelmingly, uh, 100% on their approval of, uh, Jewish silver sable. And that's it. That's the, uh, that was it. Uh, you know, the 11th round in the books, the 12th and final round in the uh, racial draft dynasty draft is already underway and i will not spoil the first pick to find out the first pick and the future picks in this 12th round go ahead same place racialdraft.com or racial draft pod on twitter you can also see the picks on facebook racial draft podcast uh and also on uh instagram racial.draft uh where else can you find our stuff you can of course where you listen to this podcast you can subscribe here uh and you know give us your feedback send us 
feedback at racial draft podcast at gmail. Uh, send us feedback under our posts, of course, on the various social media platforms. We'll, you know, shout you out there. Um, where else? Uh, you can find me, MTFIII. You know, if you if you feel a little weird about responding to the to the account, uh, you can you know hit me up, and um, you know, in the coming months, we're gonna try to have you know a wider range of guests and talk about these picks uh, before we slide into season seven in twenty twenty four. So you know, we're gonna be spending the next couple of months just kind of debriefing the last couple seasons, uh, specifically you know, with a focus on this season. But um, yeah, we're going to be talking about these dynasty picks and what that could mean for the future of these characters. And uh, hopefully I'm going to try to finagle some trades where I think that they're most appropriate. But uh, to the extent that you guys have opinions, I'd love to hear them and I'd love to share them. But, uh, you know, we're going to leave it there as far as this week's podcast. Tune in next week. Same race time, same race channel. But until then, all things are possible. <laughs>